Welcome to Local Matters Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got a, another special guest in the studio today. He's been here a couple times, but I got day-day guest, tailback for the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles in the house today. Welcome back to the show, day-day. What's up? I'm glad to be here. It's always good to talk with you. Yeah, man, day-day day really saved me this time. He's like my guy that... Uh, if I need somebody on the spur of the moment, I just call Day Day because <laughs> you can count on Day Day, man. Yes, sir. So I appreciate your last notice uh, joining me here, real quick. But uh, I had you on the list anyway because you guys uh, over at Tennessee Tech just finished uh, spring practice, going into uh, what will end up being um, your second senior year, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, now you did have an injury in there. We'll talk about all those things um, as we go, but. Uh, last time you're here, you introduced everybody to your family. So let's give an update. How's your family doing? Uh, family's doing good. I actually just left my mom's coming over here. Um, my uh, nephew is actually visiting while my sister's fishing, fishing, finishing up uh, flight training. Cause, uh, well, not flight training, but she's uh, training to be a flight attendant. Awesome. And so we're watching him. And so then I was just seeing him and my little sister was over there. And my dad's at work because he worked at the local dealership yeah. uh, overdrive. And so, now the family's good. My br- sister's doing that. My brother's working. Actually seen him like two, three days ago. We went and seen uh, that new Morbius movie. But, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so now the family's good. Still in contact with them consistently. Yeah, man. I, your dad's become a, a social media guru. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm telling you what. He's, he's done good, and he's selling some cars now. Yeah. He's been top seller pretty consistently over the next uh, over the past couple months. Yeah, well, he's he's got the personality, no doubt. Yeah, because uh, I heard his uh, radio sh- or not like his radio show, but him talking on the radio not that long ago is it's kind of he sounds better than me. Than yeah, I do right he, he sounds like he's pretty experienced in it. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and I I, lo- I love your mom. She's I see her around every now and then. She's always so gracious and yeah, she stay know. on the move. She be walking like a lot. She do, probably works out more than I do. She walks. Every day, all day. Well, I saw her, uh, gosh, it's not been a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I said, what has happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> she said, I've been working. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Congratulations to her on that. Mm-hmm. So let's, di- let's dive right in, uh, enlighten the folks a little bit. Uh, but you you just graduated. You graduated on time. Um, you're going to have the opportunity to uh, start your graduate degree um, at Tennessee Tech, and you're also going to have an eligible um, fifth year, if you will. I think that's re- real fitting here, Day Day, because you got hurt one of the seasons and had to sit out some games, and we chronicled that last time. But uh, coming back off that injury and, and going into last season, uh, pretty impressive numbers and pretty good season for you last year. Yeah, it was pretty like a, a bounce-back season, if you will, and I I don't feel like I bounced back to the – maximum my capabilities because I think I finished with about 901 yards and I felt like with the team we had I could have produced a little bit more and got surpassed that number but coming off a season of where I tore my labrum in my right shoulder you know it's it's hard to come back from one of those especially being a running back you're taking a hit every single play if you're not scoring a touchdown and so being able to come back from that and then start the season whenever I did, because I actually was, I felt 100% going into fall camp probably about a month before season started. So then being able to bounce back from that and get myself ready for that season and do what I wanted to do, it, it took a lot of weight off my shoulders leading up into what I'm trying to do now. And so it was, but I felt like it was, God had a plan and I felt like it was something that was maybe meant to happen. So with COVID happening and me getting that year, I was able to, 
I guess if it was to happen in any year, I guess that was the year it was meant to happen. Man, we're talking about a, a pretty crazy time frame, you know, and COVID and what it's done to some student athletes and not to mention loads of other people. Um, you know, it's just, it was just tough for everybody to go through what we've had to go through the last two years. And, and then in the middle of it, you know, you get hurt. And uh, I think it was in the spring season mm-hmm. that you got hurt, which, you know, I'm glad you guys had the opportunity to play, uh, it, but it was it was tough, you know, mm-hmm. starting football and playing in February, you know, and then taking that on through the spring. But l- luckily you did get some action on the field. Um, it, it's funny because uh, fellow players were going in and out with COVID and, you know, you'd practice with somebody the week of and then they wouldn't be at the game on Friday and it's just a crazy experience. Um, to be able to have to deal with that. And then, you know, that brought into the question, the timing that you got hurt with the labrum brought into question whether you were going to be ready for the following year. And I I know as soon as you found out it was a labrum, because, you know, Joe Earl Jack's one of my good friends, as soon as you found that out, you were ready to get it taken care of, get into the surgery, get it done, and and try and get back. Yeah, because truthfully, whenever they first told me I tore my labrum, I – it hit me pretty hard, and I was like thinking, I was like, well, what is an, is there a way I can play now? Like, is there a way I can just heal up and play now? And they was telling me how I would, if I wanted to play now and force it and not have the surgery and not get it fixed, it would hurt me for the rest of my career and possibly not let me go on to the next level like I wanted, like I wanted to. And so, like Coach A, I came, I met with him like right after the, uh, right after they told me I tore it, and I was talking with him, and he was just completely blunt with me, and he straight up told me, he said. Said Dede, he said, if you want to have a chance to go to the next level, he said, you need to get your shoulder fixed. And so then I just felt like that was the right thing to do. And so then I did. And then the timetable they gave me, it was like right on the borderline for season and then fall camp ending. But I I was with David, and I still for the life of me can't think of his last name, but David, our uh, physical trainer, he did a great job with me in keeping me accountable of working and pushing myself in physical therapy so I could get back to where I was. You 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 mentioned – and I'm with Daddy Guest, tailback at Tennessee Tech University, record-setting tailback. And you mentioned uh, the time frame all of this has happened. And, um, you know, it had to be rough having that injury, having that surgery, dealing with COVID on a daily basis, um, but then, you know, kind of resurrecting that and getting motivated to get yourself back on the field. And you said it was a God thing and everything happens for a reason. I'm, I'm a true believer in that. So it, it, hopefully we know last year it ended up, you know, being a pretty good thing. The rehabilitation, the work that you put into it made you more prepared for the season. Yeah, definitely. It definitely kicked my work ethic into like another gear. Cause it was like, cause part of like a lot of what, I want to be as like a running back as being that physical guy, but also being able to make guys miss. But you got to have your shoulder to be able to be physical. And I felt like that was kind of God saying to me, like, all right, like get in the weight room, get big, get get to working and actually do that. And I've done that more this time because I'm probably pushing like I'm probably about like 205 right now. And then season last year, I was playing anywhere from 190 to 195 at the most. And so then I'm getting my weight up and I'm it's it's changed. That experience changed my work ethic for the better for I, who I am today and for what I want to accomplish in the rest of my career. And you're going to you're going to continue uh, growing. You, you can't help from it on a college weight program, um, but you're getting to pretty good NFL weight 
your measurements, uh, you know, are are around where they should be as far as comparison. Um, backs have not necessarily gotten bigger in the NFL in the last several years with the with the spread and. Uh, the one thing about backs, uh, and you know, you could, you're a mix of a couple of positions, uh, NFL wise, but, uh, backs in the NFL, the one thing that, you know, the life expectancy is probably five, six at the most seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because of the contact, I mean, it, it's brutal. And, uh, you know, we had Gerald Brown who coached at the Falcons and, and talked about some of his players on the show here recently. And he was running back coach and, and, you know, he really, laid that out for me in a way that I could understand that, you know, that's the conversations they have when they bring you into the NFL is, you know, you better do what you can early, get on the field as quickly as you can and stay there as long as you can. And, uh, you know, that's what you're, that's what you're going to be dealing with. And, uh, I think I talked to you when you signed and I brought you in here and we had that very first interview. And, and one of the first things that came out of our mouth when I talked about goals was, you would like to someday have an opportunity to go to the NFL. Yes, sir. And you've set yourself up uh, for that possibility. How does that feel? It does feel – it feels amazing to know how far I have come from where I where I started at. However, like Kobe Bryant says, job's not finished. And so I got to keep pushing and I got to – even though I – like even if I feel like I do enough one day, I got to do double that the next day so I can continuously get better because they say 1% better every day, but I try to maximize that percentage. Yeah, and see, that that's – that's a drive that you got to have to get to the next level. And uh, previously, we talked about the speed of the game from Cookville High School. You know, when you stepped on the, the, the uh, field at uh, Tennessee Tech, that's the thing that changes the most, the speed of the game. And you can just imagine, you know, you know the speed of the game right now and you're, you're competing against it. You can imagine what that's going to be when you step foot, if you're lucky enough to step foot on the NFL field, what that speed's going to be like. Oh, that speed is going to be a crazy because you got because like from when you go to high school to college, you got the best players on a high school team, and then they go on to play college. But then you got D one, you got D two, FBS, FCS, whatever you got, and then in the NFL, they take the best players out of everywhere to play at the national level and to be considered one of the best. And so it's like if you're in the NFL, whether you're in the practice squad, sitting the bench, or being a superstar like Patrick Mahomes, you're you're one of the best because it's like not just anybody can just say they played or participated or was a part of any NFL program or football team. Yeah, I just had one recently. Danny McCoy was in here that got to play at the Detroit Lions, and he, he uh, you know, spelled that out for us and what a great experience it was in his life. And, you know, it's got to be overwhelming for you to be uh, considering that now. A lot has to happen along the way. You're You're – Last season really set you up in a pretty good spot um, to be considered. And then going into this year, uh, and and as we come back from the break, we're going to talk about um, changes at at Tennessee Tech and what that's going to mean for you. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your 
locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Day-Day Gist in the house today. Mentioning the NFL to uh, Day-Day and, you know, that's a, a dream of many kids as they play football and a very small percentage, downward of 2%, you know, get the opportunity uh, to go to that next level. I think with your season last year and everybody goes to the 900 yards, but there, you know, you also are good at catching the ball out of the backfield. And that's uh, huge in, in today's NFL. So in your mind, you know, I know you've talked to Coach Alexander and other folks uh, about that. In your mind, what's your goals for this year to, to give yourself an opportunity to do that, knowing um, that you're a team player, you put the team first, and, and all of that gets you to where you want to go. But what, what are your goals coming in? Well, the first, the first goal I have is for us to win the OVC because even more than just myself, I know how much time we we are putting in and how much how hard we're working, especially with the new addition of offensive coordinator Satterfield, with how much work and effort we're putting in and doing a new offense and incorporating new things. And it's it's having us have to put in more work because we've been in the same system for the past three, four years. And so then now with a new change and a completely new different playbook, we're having to apply more of our time to the game. And so then with doing that, we know what we need to do. We know what we got to do. And we know what we want to accomplish as a team this season. And so then it's going far as a personal standpoint. I know if we're winning, there's more eyes on us as a team. And so then that also doesn't just open the door for me, but it opens the doors for other teammates that are trying to do the same thing I am. And so first I just want to win the OVC. And then for me as a personal guy, like whenever, whatever I want to do, like stats-wise, like I would like to have over a thousand yards rushing. I would like to be leading, be one of the leaders in the team in receiving yards, all-purpose yards. And so, just because I feel like how much I contribute as a person will also help the team as well, and also with all their personal contributions from other places. Yeah, there's no doubt, and I think it's great for younger kids in this area that are growing up and want to play football. Uh, in this area to hear uh, things like that from you because there's there's no mistaking that um, the better your team does you know the better opportunities that you're going to have and you know the showboating and the individualistic uh, type players they they don't tend to last very long so it's Mm -hmm. it's great that you're modeling that for the younger kids out there who are growing up and listening to this as 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 they get a little bit older because you know, it wasn't too long ago you were one of those guys. And yeah. Come <laughs> and a long way. Come a long way. And, uh, uh, you know, spring practice uh, brought on uh, some changes. Um, Coach Alexander uh, made some changes in the offense, uh, really all, you know, some changes in the team and physical makeup of the team and, and all of that. Um, I've said it for a couple of years. I, I, I think the athletes, uh, the athletic ability of the players on the football team at Tennessee Tech is there. Um, it, it's just getting the job done, winning football games. And and a couple of changes that are noticeable, you mentioned the, the new offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Satterfield. 
Um, he's got some pretty good experience in the OVC and uh, the quarterback that, that came in with him. And I'll, I'll let you talk about them. But uh, that combination, I think, really brings some, some positive uh, vibe to the team and some definite offensive knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever Coach Satterford, he was at Austin P, and he was a part of whenever uh, Coach Healy's staff, who's at now at Charlotte, but they had the best, one of the best turnarounds of college football history, from going like one and ten every single year to all of a sudden going like I think eight and three one year I think, and so then Jeremiah uh, Otaval was actually a part of that, and so then him coming here, he's also he's brought that edge that he that I assume he had there from playing against them, he's brought that here with trying to get more integrated with the team, trying to become more of a family and trying to be, step into that leader role as a quarterback. And then as far as him just as the mentality speaking, he's also the same when it comes to the physical part because, like, watching him play, granted we've only went through spring and we haven't been with him to through that much, but from the time that we've been through him, he's shown them highlights to where it's like, all right, we confident in who we got playing the quarterback position. And so then that also goes a step further with being on the same page as the offensive coordinator because I've seen them, like, they have a type of trust that is only – like, you can't just create that trust with somebody. Like, it's got to be developed. Well, it's it's not like they've not done it before. <laughs> um, and I remember – I mean, you know, I've been up in the booth for a while with Tennessee Tech football games, and I definitely remember that year and that offense, and it was special. Um, you talk about a team that won the OVC and, and you know, got the bye and went to the playoffs. And that's a huge thing mm-hmm. in the OVC to, to be the one that, that, that moves on and gets that. So I, I, th- I think you're in pretty good shape. Uh, as I told you, I've said it, I think we have the athletic ability um, to do good things at Tennessee Tech. And hopefully this is going to be a, a very special year. Spring was uh, uh, learning. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you mentioned it, but I think attention to detail. Um, was very evident. Um, everybody on the offensive side of the football was learning a new uh, offense. Um, but I, I kind of watched uh, Coach Satterfield, you know, from the side. Yeah. And, uh, I'm lucky I get to go out on the field and, <laughs> and see you guys. And uh, there's one thing I'll say about that guy, and I, I've met him once, but uh, attention to detail is very high on his list. Yeah, it's very big attention to detail because – he was saying the reason why he likes offense more than defense because he was saying, like, there could be a play where, like, you have a run to the right. The backside corner, he's not going to really affect that play that much, and so then it doesn't really matter. But and whenever you look at the offensive side of the ball, if you got ten players do their job, like, say, the entire O-line block who they're supposed to, the tight end block who he's supposed to, and then all the receivers block who they're supposed to, except for like one guy who didn't block like the backside safety, he could be the guy that make the play and while they're in a 70-yard touchdown. And so then it's things like that that he tells us to always pay attention to because it's like you never know when like the play that's going to dictate a game is going to come up. And so then he also instills in us to always do our job to the 100% ability that we can and to stay in our playbooks, make sure we know everything, and we're always on top of things no matter what he's going to call. I, I love that 100% mentality. I hear people talk about 110%, 115%. I've never been a big fan of that because <laughs> I'm not a math guy. Uh, that's probably my worst subject, actually, but there's no way to get more than 100%. <laughs> no, there's and, not. And, and he, I, I heard him say that several times. And you know what you're saying about uh, – his philosophy is specifically attention to detail, you know, and, and, and I'll say this, uh, the recruits uh, over the last three years, you know, you, you're now to 
Dwayne Alexander's original class, you know, and, and all of the guys that are there were brought in by his staff. And so, uh, you know, this year I, I'm hoping, and, and I know you are, uh, hoping it's going to be a very special year out on the field for Tennessee Tech. Uh, the, the town's ready for that. You guys are definitely ready for that. The, work, the amount of work you put in for four years, going on five, um, now has been phenomenal. And it's just we're to the point now we just got to get it done. So what's the conversation as a, as a, a graduate senior leader, um, you know, with the, the new kids that are coming in and you, you've got a good crop coming in? Um, so what, what's, the, what's the thought process and how do you lead those new kids coming in knowing what you know from when you came in? Yeah, definitely it's a it's a completely different learning curve from whenever I came in and whenever these guys are coming in right now because right now we're on the cusp of making this complete turnaround, having a winning season, winning the OVC, making a run in the playoffs, as to where whenever I was coming in, we was just coming off a one in ten season and we was just gonna have another one. And so then they whenever we was coming in, the older guys was preaching to us to not stay in this and to change the culture, which which they have instilled in us from whenever we was freshmen and now we're seniors and we're starting to change that. And so now we have to instill in these guys coming in that it, it's go time now. Like if you're brought in and you're told that you might get p- playing time now, that you ain't getting playing time because we're bad and it's you're the best guy we got. You're getting player time because you're we need you to help us win. And so then people got to come in with that win now mentality and that I want to work now and I want to start now and like I want to do whatever I can to see the field and help this team accomplish great things. We're talking to Day Day Gist, tailback at Tennessee Tech University. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters Sports. Your host, Sam Brooks. Got Day Day Gist, star running back at Tennessee Tech University in the house. Frequent guest here on the show, and we're glad to have you back, Day Day. Last segment here, we're going to go into uh, Tennessee Tech in specific this year, and I do want to drop back a little bit and punt and and, and talk about your degree. Um, you finish in four years on time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to uh, get that degree. You know, if if nothing else goes right, you know, in your career as as you move into the future, you have got your degree. And how rewarding and important is that to you? It's definitely very rewarding and very important. And truthfully, I didn't really realize it until after I graduated, whenever my granny came up to me crying and stuff. And I actually found out that I was a first-generation uh, graduate. And so then I didn't know that nobody on my, fa- on my dad's family side of, or side of the family had graduated from college. So then it really put in perspective how big of a deal it was. So then getting my um, degree in uh Human resource management was definitely awarding, and it definitely was fulfilled. And like going, like when it, when I started college, I didn't expect to be feel as fulfilled as I was. And sure. honestly, that wasn't even my prior major that I chose to uh, take. And so then I got it, and then now hopefully I'm going. I can go a step further and make them even more proud, and then get my master's degree. And because I took two classes which I did the fast track program. So I took two classes, which is part of the master's program for business administration this past semester, did well in those. And so then I'm going to start up again in the fall and actually be completely enrolled in the master's program. So I think it's probably safe to say, uh, you know, you were, you were with me on the CSA prep star program when, when Mm -hmm. you got 
done with your senior year. So that's kind of how I got to know you uh, way back then. It it was a short stint because mm-hmm. you got offered pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> and and very it, quick. I didn't have to work real hard for for <laughs> this one. But um, you know what? What do you say to students out there, student athletes that are play any any ball, any kind of ball? Um, I, I know when we first talked, you know, getting your college degree probably was in the back of your mind, but it wasn't the most prominent thing. You wanted to play ball mm-hmm. and, and you wanted to maybe someday dreaming about having an opportunity to step on the NFL field. And that was it. Now you've got a little bit different perspective. It being a mature young man that you are, what advice would you give to those young student athletes out there? I would tell them kids don't. I guess not not to be as foolish as I was because <laughs> I was the biggest biggest advocate for saying like oh never have a plan B because it distract from plan A but like that's you can't really do that because if plan A don't really work out what are you gonna do and so even though I'm completely set on going to the NFL I gotta have something in the back of my mind that's like all right. I could do this if this doesn't work out, but that doesn't mean that I'm not putting everything I got into making this work. And so I just tell those young guys, just like, complete, put your effort in your game and completely work and put all, all to what you do, but give everything to what you do because how you do anything is how you do everything. So, so Will Brooks, you know my son, mm-hmm. um, we had that conversation, and, and he's 23 now, and he, he was lucky enough to graduate in three and a half years and, and got out in four and is in pro golf now. And before that, I was saying, okay, what's your, uh, what's your backup? <laughs> and like you, he said, and still. And he said, Dad, I don't, I don't have a backup plan. He said, I've got my degree. So if I, if I need a backup plan, I've got one. Figure it and, out. and he said, uh, I said, well, what if it don't work? He said, it's going to work. <laughs> and I, I'm like, you know, me and his mom's like, oh, I mean, that's a little cocky, I guess. But um, in his mind, he don't need a backup plan. And that's where you're coming from, yeah. too, I know. But you've realized that that degree means something. The degree does mean something because even though like because like without the degree, then there really is no like backup plan like to have like because you can't even I feel like you can't really just start somewhere like like you want to even if the sport doesn't work out it's like all right i have a degree so i have something that i can fall back on so it's not necessarily like it's a plan b but it's like it's an option if plan a doesn't work out so let's let's give you a couple of scenarios uh maybe it doesn't work out you got your degree um or you go play in the nfl for you get that experience and you go play for five or six years or two years whatever it might be Uh, what do you want to do beyond football well, if I, football don't work out, I'm not really sure what route I would take. However, but I know with my degree I can figure something out. But I do know after football's all said and done, one thing I've thought about doing is trying to come back here because, like, let's just say I go off somewhere, but then I come back here is to open up, like, a kind of like a training facility. Have you ever heard of, like, MPA? Like, oh, yeah. So then open up, like, a training thing like that for here because I felt like, there's not really like a training program that does that and also allows kids to get exposure to other places for Cookville. And I feel like, or not necessarily Cookville, but like the Upper Cumberland. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are, now I'm not sitting here saying the entire Upper Cumberland's full of amazing talent, but there are like diamonds in the rough here. And I feel like there's a lot of guys that deserve that opportunity to get that, to go to college and to get their school paid for it and get a degree, have a backup plan, do all that. And so then... 
I would w- want to start something and open up something here to do that and then hopefully have a successful successful business in doing so. Well, that's awesome because, you know, what I'm hearing is, you, you know, there's going to be a little bit of time in between, uh, you know, you, you get out there, you make your name, you go work, you make some money, uh, you set yourself up good, and then you can do easily um, do something like that. And you're right. And, uh, you know, the thing I found out with, with CSA Prep Star is there's not only Division One. You know, there's there's a lot of different places you can play ball, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of places out there that are looking for kids, like you said, around the Upper Cumberland that that want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not always going to be the Tennessee or the Tennessee Tech or you know Cumberland University. You know, exactly. down the road. But uh, I, I think if you got the ability, then the opportunity, if if you could just go look for it, uh, you know, is out there. So uh, that has become a big uh, component of the total athlete now and i'm not even only talking about football but you had some of the uh football basketball girls uh, who had an incredible season this year mm-hmm. in here and you know we were talking about uh, the work that they put into having the undefeated season that they had and you're talking about trainers you know in in the summer you're talking about uh downtimes of going and visiting these guys talking about stretch and flexibility you know it, the, the game has definitely changed in the last 10 years from what it used to be a lot Definitely changed a lot. Um, the biggest thing that I've noticed, like, and just how it's changing is just, like, people having to take more care of their bodies because it's, like, even though, like, with football, like, they're introducing all these rules that's to prevent, like, injuries, it's still not preventing all the injuries. Like, there's still tons of um, football players that develop CT whenever everything's all said and done. However... I think the biggest thing is just the way people take care of their bodies, like the prep stuff before workouts, after workouts, because there's so many different things that go into taking care of your body other than just eating right, sleeping right. Because, like, if you're stre- like stretching, for example, like when you're stretching all the time, your muscles are staying loose and you're staying, you're staying relaxed enough to be able to go do what you need to do and your body aren't, aren't, isn't always tense. Because, like, one of the biggest things they say for sprinters is flexibility. And so that involves stretching. Yeah, and it, it, it's, you know, in today's world, that that's so important um, with remaining healthy. And you talk about, you know, we had, again, Coach Brown, Atlanta Falcons, and we talked about the kids that are getting recruited today. And, you know, you look at some of the photos on, on the social media and, and, and you're, you're trying to guess what positions that guy play. And, Couple of them, I've said, well, that's a defensive end. No, it's a it's an offensive tackle, <laughs> you know. That's that's six foot five and not an ounce of fat on yeah. it. You know that that's not always been that way. So, the amount of work and effort that's gone into creating that opportunity, and you know that kid is six foot five and two eighty in high school and thin as rail can put on forty pounds like it's nothing. You know, and play at three thirty. You know? Yeah, it's truly it's truly crazy to look at because, like, example, like in basketball, you have. The GOAT, which is Michael Jordan, like, in the 90s. And then you have LeBron James, which is the GOAT of our time. LeBron James can, in my opinion, do better than Michael Jordan can. And he's, like, quick. Like I wouldn't say quicker, but I would say faster. Like, he's more athletic than Michael Jordan was. And LeBron's, like, 6'8", 280, 250, something like that. And it's just crazy how from generation to generation, people's bodies change and, like, the athletes are just different. It's like they're getting better and better each year. It's like there's like an eighth grader that's just as big as I am, and I'm a senior in college. It's it's an incredible thing. <laughs> yeah. It's an incredible thing. So going into your graduate degree, um, 
having the dream to go on and play at the next level. In a graduate program, normally the hours are more limited as far as school is concerned. So, you know, uh, I told you about Will. He started his, he ended up having, I think, nine hours mm-hmm. in his graduate uh, program as he started. So what that translates to me in is uh, graduate's a little bit harder. You know, the work, you have to do a little bit more, but you do have a little bit more time. So I can imagine you're going to be using that time to hone your skills and get more ready um, for the NFL. Am I right with that? You would be correct with that. Because so where I did two, I took two classes of uh, MBA this semester. So that's nine credit or six credit hours. So that puts me at 24. So then I would be taking, I'd have to take 12 this uh, fall semester and then 12 the next spring. And so truthfully, I've been in 12, I've started school with like 15 hours. And so then I dropped down to 12. So I've been in the same like loop of taking 12 uh, semester hours each semester. So I feel like I'll be able to balance it efficiently, especially with, I think, out of I have one of my teammates, his name's Seth Carlisle. I'm pretty sure oh, he's yeah. taking, he's taking uh, grad classes right now. And so he's with his grad classes, majority of them are online. So he's able to focus on football, but then obviously set time aside for his classes. But it's not like he's having to actually go into the class consistently throughout the week. So then I feel like I'll be able to balance it even better than I do now. Well, my friend, it's awesome. Uh, as an ESPN Plus analyst, I've enjoyed – calling your games up there and i'm looking for big things of course tennessee tech through and through you know that um we wish you much luck this coming season i'm going to try and get you back on before the actual season um so we can kind of chronicle right before your season so i hope you'll come back then and uh, appreciate you last minute joining the show um say hi to your family love them They're, they're good people What's up, fam? Yeah. Uh, love y'all, and you know it's always a pre- it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I-, I love it, man. Appreciate you, and good luck this season. I appreciate it. God bless. Good job. That might be the best one yet. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Got her done. Well, thank you, bud.